When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Talking Transfers from the Nightingale Podcast Network. I'm Scott Saunders, joined by Nightingale's transfer correspondent Graham Bailey and Nightingale's top cat Toby Cudworth. In the final week of this summer's transfer window, we are about. We're on Monday. Oh, it's Tuesday! It's Tuesday. We're three days away from transfer deadline day, which comes on Friday at 11 p.m. UK time. I've got my days mixed up already because we've had a bank holiday. Toby, how did you enjoy your bank holiday? Spent my bank holiday doing a bit of painting. I've just bought a house. So uh, moving some stuff into there, uh, slapping some paints on the walls, doing some hoovering. Yeah, doing non-football. Uh, we've gone for sage green in our kitchen, which is better than the uh, the strong red that they had before. So a non-football day for me, which was actually much needed after Monday to Sunday of going hard at it. Let us know if you think sage green is the right choice uh, for Toby's <laughs> Toby's colour of choice. Graham, how's it going? Yeah, all good. Not bad. Uh, last week in the window now. Uh, never, you sound enthralled. Never, <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit, a bit sad. You know, I'm always sad when the transfer window comes to an end. But uh, it's not like we we stop doing even this show. Um, we'll be back next week when the throughout the winter we'll be back. Um, so no, it's always a bit sad last week in the window. We do have, uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. We were we were talking before the show and there's not really any, I don't want to, you know, hope, I don't want to put you off listening, <laughs> but let's just say now we're starting to get into the final week of the transfer window and clubs are starting to panic and Man United are definitely starting to panic. I would think they're at the top of the bill. We've got irons in the fire, Harry Maguire, will he go to West Ham or not? We've got Ryan Gravenberg. Will he join Man United or Liverpool? Will he even leave Bayern? We'll talk about that. We'll talk Mo Salah. We'll talk Trevor Chalabar. We'll talk Conor Gallagher, Benjamin Pavard, Romelu Lukaku, Brennan Johnson, Everton's attempts to get a striker who can score more than five goals in a season. And we'll talk Man City's attempts to sign Mateus Nunes and also who Brighton are lining up. Uh, to replace Moises Caicedo, who's gone to Chelsea for a premier, uh, an English record fee. Now, please subscribe on all your major podcast platforms to the show and follow us on social media at double underscore Scott Saunders, at Toby underscore Cudworth, and at Graham Bailey, nightmin.com for all the latest news from us, nightmin.com forward slash talking transfers for all the latest transfer news, and nightmin underscore football on social media. So let's start. Graham, you, you, we, we had this conversation before the show started. Uh, you said Man United were god awful on Saturday, and I, I, I would I would be inclined to agree. But I thought, at least in comparison to some of their other performances, 
in the first three matches. I thought at least they showed a side of... Uh, they showed some recovery, at least, and they did manage to come from 2-0 down. But yes, some some awful football on display. Yeah, I, I thought they looked like a team at the end of the season who needed a summer to get it right. And you've had the whole summer and put very little right, I thought. Um, Boy Onana was wholly unimpressive, I thought. And then we didn't see the rest of the new signs, did we? So what can we else? Mason Mount wasn't there and Hoyland wasn't there. So we can't criticise them for not being involved. Um, to be fair, though, as we said on Friday, Scott, we both we both thought it would be a tough game for United. So three points is three we points. Did. I didn't league. expect that. <laughs> but, no, yeah. three points is three points this league. And it shows um, Forrest are getting things right. And Forrest are, are doing a lot of good things in the transfer window as well. Um, Andres Santos coming in, Murillo coming in from Corinthians. So Forrest are getting busy, but... Yeah, as we'll talk, United not as busy as Nottingham Forest, which must be a worry. Well, United are still busy, Graham. Yeah, to, sorry, to be fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> busy in terms of more outgoings. Panicking. Yeah, well, Dean Henderson's finally going to go. He's having his medical at um, Crystal Palace, getting money in for him, fee, which, and I think that it'll allow United to do some things, but, you know, it isn't really about money for United. United can buy anyone they want, but it's in terms of getting players out, big wages off a wage bill, that's what's hampered them, and... Yeah, so the goalkeeping situation, we know that's going to be finalised um, with Dean Henderson. But it's the rest, isn't it, Scott? It's, the, it's now the left-back is an issue, which um, it looks like they will try and bring one in on loan before uh, Friday's deadline. Uh, Toby. Oh, Andre Anan has been included in the Cameroon squad. He's returning to the Cameroon squad, so that's something different. Anyway, Toby, uh, let's, let's talk left-backs at Man United. Now, who's the favourite name? Like... As, as Graham said before before the show, um, I'll, I'll come to Graham in a second, but who's your favourite uh, panic left-back linked with Man United over the last few days? I think the most panic one is Marcus Alonso. Graham said pre-pod that Marcus Alonso can look world-class for about six weeks, and then it's the rest of the season where he looks very, very ordinary. But of course, Marcus Alonso's main positive thing is that he scores goals he's good going forward and that's what everybody remembers his time in the Premier League for his ability to influence play in the final third not necessarily sure that's what United desperately need from a a short-term left back so I think of him Mark Kukurea and Sergio Reguilón who have all been off been offered to Manchester United in the past couple of days I think he is the most panic of those three Um, can I throw some other names at you of course uh, now, I'm not confirming uh, these ourselves, but I think, Graham, is it fair to say that United have been offered every single left-back in the world who's relatively available? Yes, that's what we're hearing from United. I was told more than a dozen names have been offered to United. Um, and it's just the agents doing the job, really, isn't it? You know, they might, One of them might come up and they think they really fancy it. You know, It's, um, yeah, um, Cucciarella to... Um, Marcus Lonzo. Again, I, I don't mind Marcus Lonzo too much. Re- Reggion from Tottenham, who I think has got Alex Tellers written all over him. Well, they um, had a choice. Alex Tellers or Reggion a few years ago. <laughs> and both of them were awful. <laughs> yeah, in, indeed. Um, anyway, so, let, me, let me throw some Spin- other names Spin- in. Spinazzola from Roma is one as well. But yeah, lots and lots. Spinazzola, Talia Fico, Ryan Bertrand at the back end of last week. Is he a free agent? Yes. Yeah. Still. Uh, Cucciarella, Marcos Alonso, Rico Henry, Sergio Reggion. Uh, th- like we say, there's over a dozen. Um, and a lot of this, just to kind of 
help you understand a little bit. United are just getting off of these. As Graham says, these are agents trying to get their clients into United and United have a, they have a need to find a left back. Uh, Graham, you think, you think Marcos Alonso is, Marcos Alonso is the best one of the bunch? What about once, Spinazzola? Once you've been offered, I think the best option is Alvaro Fernandez, the, the, the young Spaniard who's currently at the club. I saw him play for Preston last year. So, very solid player. Looks more than capable of playing six weeks in the Premier League to me, Scott. I think he looks decent. I think he's one of his players. If he got a chance, he could perform well. It's a mystery to me why he's not really in the mix, but clearly um, the United staff see something and don't really like in him. But I think he's already made I think it's more there. about, though, that perhaps he could go somewhere else and get regular first-team football for the, for the year instead of filling a filling a gap for a certain amount of time and then not having any football. But, but what's the greater need? If United desperately need, if they need a left back, why bring in a a loan option? And, and I've seen Gun Fernandez play. I thought he's not. Um, he, he could be better than all those players linked. He could be as good as he really could, um, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. They're, they're they're all such a every player you've named there, Scott. It's just really much of a much, isn't it? There's not there's not one stand. Even I thought actually when you said Brian Bertrand, yeah, for six weeks he might be a nice choice for you. Um, English solid. I, I think this is Graham. Is anything you said? But this is Manchester United. We're talking about <laughs> exactly. Um, and some of the players we exactly some of the players you've mentioned there shouldn't be linked to Manchester United, as you said. I think you. And the Manchester United way would be to play one of your own, you know. But we've seen, unfortunately, we've seen you you've loaned Brandon Williams out, who would have been a nice option for a few weeks. Um, to Ipswich. Yeah, I think it's just um. This situation just sums up how the summer's gone so far, Scott, doesn't it? I think it encapsulates what's happened at Old Trafford so far. I think one of the considerations to just add in here is that United will have two Champions League group stage games by the time Luke Shaw returns to fitness. If something happens to Diego Dallo or Aaron Wambasaka in that time, United really are short, aren't they? Because Dallo played at left back at the weekend against Forest, Wambasaka on the other side. I think maybe that's where United are looking at this and thinking they can't bank on Fernandes necessarily being a 20-year-old kid who's had one season at Preston in the Championship. I think that's why somebody like, for me, Kukurea actually would be a decent option. Um, I think he's had a hard time of it at Chelsea, but who hasn't, to be honest, in the past 12 to 18 months. A bunch of their new signings have struggled to really fit into that project. And I do think he's a decent player. So if United could get him in short term on favourable terms. I think he is the one that I would encourage or suggest United would move for in preference to a Marcus Alonso who's 32. He actually played for Barcelona at the weekend and he started in La Liga. So mm. not actually sure whether or not Barcelona would really want to let him go. Um, Sergio Reguilón don't think is a great show as you've alluded to, Scott. United turned him down once in favour of Alex Tellers. I don't think anything has changed three years later that would suggest they should do anything different. Has Mark Cucciarella become a bad player over the last year, Graham? No, I think he's um, I think he's not dissimilar to like a Mason Mount at United, where I think it's a, it's a good player, wrong club at the wrong time. I think Cucciarella came in, uh, he was just... He's meant to be the big saviour, wasn't he? And is is he out and out left back? No, is he out and out centre half? No, I think if in a three, he, I think the system. I'm not sure United would be the best place for him either. To be honest, I think he's very similar 
to Lisandro Martinez. He, but he can play left back quite well. So doing it at Brighton, but he's a bit suspect defensively, which is why he ends up playing wing back or in a back three. Um, I don't see why Chelsea would do that deal. Personally, <laughs> why would you help out a rival? But hey, was, stranger things have happened, especially in this window. Um, but yeah, I don't know if he's going to play purely left back. Maybe, but I, I, I don't see him fitting in, fitting in that career. Actually, I, I don't think it's the right one because you're not going to play three at the back, here, Scott. So I don't really see him there. Uh, as Toby said, there, I think it depends on the the terms of the deal and if yeah. they can get something favourable. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think at the start of the summer this was in United's plans at all. But they've had injuries to their first two choice. Their top two left backs, Diogo Dallo covered at the weekend. I know there's questions over his defensive capability as well. Naturally, a right back really, but can play that side as well. So, Graham, is with the left back hunt, is this just a case of United going to pull the trigger this week at some point on whoever is going to get? What do they want? They want a loan, right? Yeah, to talk, a loan or a free, and there's not many frees out there, really. Is a Bertrand, as you say. Um, heard the American Reggie Cannon at one He's point. <laughs> Yeah. Just yeah, trying to make it more glamorous for the United yeah, fans. Yeah, sounds, sounds better, Fusco. Um, yeah, a loan deal till January will be option. Obviously, you can't do less less than that, really. So that's what they're hoping for. But you know, they're, they're still in the market, as we'll talk about for a midfielder as well. So uh, maybe a defender um, separately. They would see. Do you bring it? They're looking for a centre half. We knew that anyway. A centre half, right back. You know, Pavard is close to Inter now. Would I be surprised if United suddenly were back on the Pavard radar? It wouldn't surprise me at all because I think it'd be a dad, the ideal fit now. Scott, you could let him play right back and it covers a um, centre as well. But would that need someone else to go? Who knows? Um, yeah, I think I think United might do a couple by Friday and probably one of them will be a left back. Let's talk about the midfield. Uh like, do we? Is there a specific name you think is most likely at this stage, or or is I'm I'm talking about left back? Actually. Yeah. Oh, for for uh, left back, um, mm-hmm. specific, specific name. It, 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 I I don't. I think they'll just continue talks next forty eight hours and see which one which one transpires to be the best deal. Really, obviously, they're talking to numerous clubs now, half a dozen clubs to talking to, from what I'm told. So, I think it'll just be whichever one. I think they'll put two or three to Ten Hag and they'll probably say, yeah, that one. So I I'd be surprised if even they knew this very minute which one they're taking. Uh, yeah, well, we'll touch on Chelsea later. Just what you said reminded me there that uh, Mauricio Pochettino was asked in his press conference after the, the game against Luton on Friday night. I was in there, asked about Malang Sarr and he appeared not to remember who Malang Sarr was, <laughs> which was interesting. So maybe this is a bit of, a, bit of the same case for United. Anyway, uh, let's talk midfield, uh, Graham, because we touched on it. So what's happening here? Because we'll talk Scott McTominay in a little bit, but Pierre-Emil Hoiberg has been linked uh, or offered to United. They've been talking about Sofiane Amrabat for what seems like three months. Ryan Gravenberg in the mix as well. What do they want to do here? They do want someone else in there. We know that's got that's not that's undeniable. You know, they've been talking to Amrabat's people and Fiorentina officials. They've been talking to verbally, um, in theory, in principle, everything's done with him. You know, not but again, that's not really put to bed. Um, that one. Um, I th- Amrabat and Gav- Gravenberch is the one interesting one. You know, they do like him. 
that ties in a little bit with McTominay. We saw these links to Bayern at the weekend. That came from German sources suggesting McTominay was of interest to Bayern Munich. It's been played down to us at the Manchester United end. There's anything in that. Could you see a swap? I, 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 possible, Scott. You probably more comment than me. Um, I, I, I could see it. Um, I think, but Gravenberch is he, is he a massive improvement on McTominay? He's a different profile of player. Like, and he's one who ten uh, goals better, I guess. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I, I don't think wouldn't entirely surprise me. But I think if if they were to do that, they'd still need another midfielder because they haven't got anybody who could defend it there. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, and and there's a Liverpool angle as well. I, I still think Liverpool are slightly ahead in that one um, between the two, but it's fascinating. And, and Amrabat, yeah, it, it's a real it's a real difficult situation to know what's going on there. And the Heuberg one is, you know, he, he went out of Tottenham. We've seen how well they performed at the start of the season. Um, Basuma going so well. Uh, Matty Sai will talk about it later in the show. Going really well in there. Atletico Madrid have backed out of this market a little bit. We know Rodrigo de Paul isn't going to get his move to Saudi. So it doesn't look like Atletico have really got the money there. But Heiberg, yeah, so he's looking around. His people are looking around. He's been offered to United. Um, he's been, I think, Ten Hag's worked with before. Was it Bayern at some point? Bayern um, B, yes. Because yeah, it's prerequisite it, that Eric Ten Hag has to sign a player that he's worked with before. Yeah, does he, does he give some... I, I think he probably had a little bit to United. You know, he's not a massive improvement, on, but I think he's a bit like... Fred is better than Heiberg. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... I don't think defense defensively. I'm not sure. I think I'd take Heiberg over Fred defensively. Going forward, I would say Fred, but I think Heiberg would add. I think he'd give that defensive option. Um, he's nowhere near as good as Amrabat, obviously, but I think Heiberg would help um, steal up that midfield uh, for some of those trickier European away games. But I'm not saying he should sign him. Oh, I don't think he should. How exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's an interesting one. Unless it was a loan deal, I couldn't see it. Just, I'll come to you in a second, Toby. Um... Amrabat, what is happening? Or nothing? Yeah, he he isn't playing, he isn't featuring. You know, and, and so anyone who suggests that there isn't anything in this, you know, if there wasn't anything in it, he would be playing for Fiorentina now. Fiorentina know there's something in it, that's why they're not making him play. They know it's they know it's there. It's on it could be done if United rang up this morning, it could be done by this afternoon. The terms are there for player and club. We know it. But United just haven't obviously they're not willing to tread on this FFP line, Scotty. That's what seems to be the issue. They, they can't get more wages in. Um, Van der Beek, I think, is the real the real blockage here. Um, he still hasn't gone to Sociedad. You know, you could argue how much do United really want Amrabat of? United would argue if they don't really want a loan Van der Beek, sign Amrabat permanently and then be left with Van der Beek again next year. So I think that's where United are coming out from because loaning out Van der Beek doesn't... It gets him off a wage bill for a year, but doesn't get him off permanently, which is why they want the option. But when well, you have to rely on that deal off. going well and him not getting injured, really. Exactly. That's a bit that's a bit of a risk, isn't it? And is it a risk United are willing to take? Clearly not at the minute, Scott. Toby, let's do Irons in the Fire, Harry Maguire edition. Uh, where are we standing with this? Because obviously we reported over the last few days that uh, there was interest from West Ham on loan. Table topping West Ham, by the way. Give it, give us a word on West Ham and their their good start to the season. My pick as David Moyes being the first manager out, I think is, you know, I, I think that's gone up in flames. But do they still want Harry Maguire and will they get Harry Maguire? 
Uh, firstly, on West Ham's performances, I think we're all surprised by how well West Ham have started. They've had a very chaotic summer and started the month having not signed a senior player. But the three players that they've now brought in, Alvarez, uh, Ward-Prowse, Mohamed Kudos from Ajax, three really, really good players. And Edson Alvarez started his first game for West Ham at the weekend, looked good. Ward-Prowse has made an instant impact. West Ham just look good in the shape at the moment. And I actually said I could see West Ham picking up no points from their first six games, such was the run of fixtures they had. To have seven points after three games and to have topped the table at one point, incredible start. Um, as you say, I think that secured David Moyes' position completely. And it's going to be exciting now to see how their new signings actually bed in and integrate with the style of football that he wants to play. In regards to Harry Maguire, uh, West Ham's interest, we've said it all along that this deal could come back around in some way, shape or form. Originally, it was a permanent deal that West Ham wanted and United obviously wanted as well. But the issue there was the severance package between Maguire and Manchester United. West Ham have basically reached out and said, look, the offer to take him is still on the table, but it's now in the form of a loan deal. West Ham have signed Konstantinos Mavropanos from Stuttgart in the meantime. So they've got a lot of centre-backs. And the Maguire deal is not one that they absolutely need. It could also be dependent on Tilo Keira moving out of the club. We understand Bayern Munich have got a bit of an interest in him and maybe some others. So Maguire, I don't think will happen, Scott, is the honest answer. I think West Ham are saying we'd take him, but United aren't in a position to let Harry Maguire go on loan, really. I don't think there's any benefit for them there. And they would certainly need to bring in another centre-back, a good quality centre-back to allow him to leave. And what, with three days to go, we're talking about central midfield. Take some six weeks to get one transfer done. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I don't think this is a runner. Um, Rafael Varane also went off at half-time, didn't he? Unclear whether or not his injury scare is anything substantial. So, But that's I mean, always not- around the corner. Yes, it is. And I think that's another factor in this, isn't it? United were happy to sell permanently if they were going to be able to bring somebody in permanently and it would be like for like. Now the circumstances have changed. So I would envisage Maguire staying unless something catastrophic happens between now and Friday's deadline. Yeah, I think it's any exit for Maguire really, you know, United have... How many centre-backs do they have? They have Martinez, who doesn't look fit. They have Luke Shaw, who covers, who is injured. Uh, Cucharella could play there, actually, if they, if they were to sign him. Uh, but then you've got Harry Maguire and a half-fit Rafa Varane, who is injured at the moment. You don't have too many options in this. So I think loaning out Harry Maguire would be mean that United need to go and <laughs> sign somebody else. And whether that's Cucharella or somebody else, I don't know. May- maybe. Maybe that makes it possible. But... We'll see. Uh, tell us more, Toby, on West Ham. A word on Mohamed Kudus has signed. Uh, I'm guessing you're delighted with that. Very much so. Not a transfer I actually thought West Ham could get over the line. We'd said all summer long, really, that Chelsea, Arsenal were interested, even Manchester United interested. It felt like a bigger club was going to be coming in for Mohamed Kudos at some point. Um, Brighton had a bit accepted, as we know. But West Ham worked really hard on this deal. Tim Steeden, credit to him, flew out to personally hold talks with Ajax officials in the aftermath of their Europa League playoff game. And by all accounts, I think he's convinced the player to make the move. He sold the project of what West Ham are trying to do. Edson Alvarez joining from Ajax has probably helped in that regard. 
Um, so a super signing and hopefully one that works out for West Ham. In terms of the deal itself, 44.5 million euros all in, which is around 38 million, I think represents really good value for West Ham because they should make a profit for a potential sale in the future with that. I think this player is good enough to absolutely improve. He's only 23 and has got some star qualities about him. So another good deal for West Ham now and also potentially in the future if somebody comes calling. They're not done though, Scott, uh, West Ham. They need another forward. So Yuri Alberto is one player uh, over in Brazil who West Ham are trying to sign. We understand that West Ham's first bid has been turned down by Corinthians. They don't really want to sell him. But West Ham do need another forward. Um, got Antonio, whose future is still uncertain despite his hot start to the season. We've got Danny Ings, who we're going to talk about later in the show, could also be leaving West Ham. And that's it, really. Um, so West Ham need another striker and still potential movement as well at left back for them. Seems to be the hot topic of the league, doesn't it? Everybody needs a left back. But Aaron Cresswell still not in the picture for West Ham. So if he goes, somebody's going to need to come in from that point of view. Uh, Graham, Jesse Lingard, any anything you can tell us on him? Yeah, well, he's training West Ham and it's a club he knows. It's a manager he knows well. It doesn't have to be done by Friday, which is his advantage. He's happy in London. I think a happy Lingard is, is the key to him still playing. And it doesn't surprise me that it's our understanding that West Ham are considering offering him a deal. I think maybe until January with option further, but you know, he's still only 30. He's got um, he's not had um, a career where he's been playing 30 games a season for 10 years, has he? So still, I think there's still quite a bit of tread on the tyres here. So he was West Ham's what, player of the year two, three, four years ago, Toby, was it? Um, not that long ago. During so, COVID. It feels like that long ago, doesn't it? It was actually during COVID, wasn't it, that Jesse Lingard was with us? But... Um... Yeah, I think as you say, 2021. Graham, yeah, 2021. Yeah, he was it's like, quite recent. He was virtually your best player then. So, um, I think this could be an absolute bargain for for West Ham. I think it's a it's a no brainer. Um, I said if if you can make Lingard happy and he knows David Moyes, um, I think it's a nice little pickup actually. It's funny actually because you mentioned COVID there, and I saw I happened to see the other day Manuel Lanzini's last minute goal at Spurs. Remember that one, Toby? I'm sure, and that was in an empty stadium. And going back to that now, it's so weird. Like mm. the the lack of noise in the ground and just like you hearing a few people screaming and hearing the players screaming is just like really, really weird. What a time that was. Anyway, uh, let's move to... That's West Ham done. Let's move to Liverpool. We've mentioned Ryan Gravenberch. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ready. Uh, what will Liverpool do something this week, Graham? That yes, isn't the one... involving Mo Salah. Yeah, the one this midfielder in, you know, and they're quite happy with Endo actually as his holding player. So I think I think that's why everything's pointing towards grabbing Birch. We've said this on the show for a few weeks now, keep an eye on him. We've always heard his name. We've always heard from sources that grabbing Birch was a target. And it remains so. Um, we know that Bayern are looking um, to bring people in. He's not part of Thomas Tuchel's plans. The player really wants this move. So, yeah, I think um, it, it's heading. I think grabbing Birch will be in England by Friday. And I make Liverpool firm favourites at the minute. What about uh, Ducore from Palace? Yeah, he's he's expensive. He's a lot, and Liverpool, well, back and forth on this. Don't overpay for anyone. Palace are not in a hurry to sell, um, even at sixty, seventy million. You know, are they going to spend that much on him? I think if they were going to do that, they'd have already put their bid in by now. Never say never, but I think I think Graven Birch is more likely. I think that deal, the way you know, he's what would he cost? Nearly nearly a quarter of the Kure. Just as this Premier League tax that we talk about, Toby, isn't it? Um, Graven Birch could be a quarter of the price. So I think that you know, even if you've got the money, that means bargain, doesn't it? And, and I think Graham Bush is he's a player who they've liked. He's a player who they've chased for a long time, Dakure. I like Dakure, but that's an awful lot of money. I don't see Liverpool doing that by Friday, personally. Now, let's talk Mo Salah, because we led the show last week with the bid from Saudi Arabia for Mo Salah. Liverpool's position is we do not want to sell. Is that regardless of the amount of money you offer us? What... How do you rate the chances of that deal happening this week, Graham? Because, I mean, it will be a massive surprise. It will also be, I know Liverpool have a lot of firepower, but this would be a shock, wouldn't it? Do you think it's, can we write this one off before the window closes? I think so. Obviously, it's fascinating that the Saudi windows open for another two weeks. So even after Friday, we can still talk about it for another couple of weeks, Scott. Um, so the, I think I think um, Jurgen Klopp will be getting very annoyed in the coming weeks because even when that window is shut, I don't think this link is going to go away on Friday, Scott. I think it's going to continue. And yeah, Al Hitad they've obviously made the approach to Liverpool verbally, etc. I think I don't see it, but if they went and put 120 million pound on the table. FSG, as Toby said, last one, 31-year-old, sell a blast set. Hmm. Um, it'd be interesting, I think. I don't think it'd happen, but I think I don't think they'd reject it out of hand straight away. I think they'd take a few minutes thinking, thinking about it, because that'd be a lot of money. But yeah, we expect if, if and when. They've, they've said they will offer them a club record deal in their talks. The talks haven't gone very far. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, Scott, but I said I still think it's got a little bit of legs left in it, this one because of that extra few weeks of the window. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp, Toby, has gone on record as, a number of times, actually, and recently as well, saying, was it Klopp? 
saying that it's essentially not fair that transfer windows exist. Yeah, Arteta or... said something at the weekend, didn't he? Arteta, yeah, Arteta said those exact words. It's not fair. Klopp has said similar sentiments. I think he's asked for parity across all the transfer windows in the past. Um, I agree with Graham. I don't see this happening before. English players can, or English teams rather can stop buying players. I think if this deal is still on the table early next summer, Liverpool should look to take it and reinvest the money in because we're talking about what 130 million pounds ish they could get two really really good players for that replacing Salah but also filling another position um so financially I think it would be an absolute no-brainer in nine months and as Graham says I don't think it would be immediately rejected now they would turn it down but they would think oh should we obviously they won't but yeah do you think Darwin Lewis is both goals coming from that Salah side. Uh, it was that Salah side with both goals came, wasn't it? Did that make might get Salah assist him? He did. He would have done. He would have done. But it was that side, wasn't it? It was, it was from that side, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, fascinating. I, I, I said I don't, I don't see it, but hey, I, I said I don't think it's the last time we're going to talk about him. Let's talk about Bayern Munich. We've mentioned Ryan Gravenberg already a couple of times, so we don't need to touch on that. But what, what are Bayern planning? We've got. We've mentioned Pavard already, Graham. Uh, looking likely that'll get done to Inter. I know you can't rule United out yet yourself. Um, but they still need... Well, they need a replacement for Pavard if he's mm-hmm. to go. And they're also looking for a number six. We've mentioned Scott McTominay earlier in the show. Uh, that's been denied on United's end, but the noise has been coming from Bayern's end. They've also been linked with a, Chelsea, a couple of Chelsea players as well. So talk to us about that. Yeah, they're they're in talks at the moment as we stand to sign Trevor Chalabar, player who Chelsea knows well, likes him, complacent half, can also play that midfield role as well. So, you know, he he was not he was he was number six originally, wasn't he, when he came through the ranks, similar to his brother Nathaniel. So I think it's an interesting one where I think if they got Trevor Chalabar, does that help? I think that helps cover the six. They're not as desperate then. They probably want another one, but it wouldn't need to. So, yeah, we're talking over a deal here. Chelsea want a permanent or a loan with an obligation. We seem to talk about this with every single transfer, don't we? Um, Bayern want to do it with a, with a loan, with an option. Um, so that's where we had the moment. Two clubs are talking. Tuchel, is our, it's our understanding he has spoken to Chalabar about, about the move. The player wants to make the move. Uh, this one could happen. It really could. I think they like him a lot. Bayern options. Uh, Toby said previously, Tilo Kerr at West Ham's an option. Um, Bella Kachop at Southampton's not sure as well, although Dortmund like him. So, yeah, um, this one has got a good chance of happening, I believe. Um, Chelsea are willing to let him go. I think, you know, Bayern won't overpay, but I think Chelsea won't decent three as part of the deal. Um, fascinating, yeah. So, second Englishman on his way to, to Bayern, quite possibly. A third one, who Bayern have inquired about, Conor Gallagher. Um, a player they have liked before. We know Tuchel likes him a lot, but as it stands, um, Conor Gallagher's staying put, and it's our understanding that Chelsea are going to look to offer him a new deal. Scott, if he's still there on Friday, I think his deal is twenty twenty five. Um, Conor Gallagher, so they want players who are committed long term. Gallagher's played well under Pochettino. I think he's one of the standout performers for him, um, along with Raheem Sterling. And yeah, it could all be. Kiss and make up. We thought Gallagher's Chelsea career was coming to an end, but suddenly might get a new deal and he's firmly in the mix. And 
he's a happy Gallagher, so I think he's going to be in England reckoning for sure. So yeah, but Bayern have been told, yeah, that's not a, an option for them to get Gallagher. But they, they asked about it, they inquired. If you don't ask, you don't get. But in terms of Chalabar, yeah, I think that's got a real chance happening by Friday. And it will cut England reckoning. Right. Go on, for, Toby, sorry. Not for, for Gallagher. For Gallagher. I, I, yeah, Gallagher, not Chalabar. Sorry. Play a few games. Play for England. Anyway. It's all, uh, it's all it takes, Scott. It's all it takes. It's just going to ask, is Conor Gallagher going to sign a new eight-year contract? Not even that. Look at, look at Calvin Phillips. Not even that. It's true. true. Uh, right. What about... Well, we're talking a bit of Chelsea there and potential exits. Romelu Lukaku's exit, Graham, is sealed? For, for now, at least. Where's he going? Yeah, yeah, Roma. Um, Roma wants him. Uh, the big breakthrough over this, you know, the two clubs are still hammering out the loan deal now. Um, Chelsea wanted nine. Roma offered about four and a half. It's going to get done in the middle somewhere, about six, seven, eight, so somewhere around there. The main issue here was his wages. Chelsea didn't really want to pay for him, but Lukaku, from our understanding, he's agreed to like, take two-thirds of his wage to move to the Eternal City to play for Jose Mourinho again. And that's been the big breakthrough over the weekend is the fact that he's agreed personal terms. Um, Chelsea didn't have to pay a lot on that, so yeah, this one, um, this one's getting done. Yeah, um, Lukaku, unless there's any late um, hiccups, um, the two clubs are not a million miles away over the loan fee. Um, so yeah, this one, Romelu Lukaku is heading back to Syria, but it's with Roma, who who've been looking for a striker. We tried for Duvan Zapata, didn't happen. Obviously, they need someone to stand in for Tammy Abraham, who isn't back until the new year with his serious knee injury. So. Um, Another Chelsea man replacing a former Chelsea man. Another partnership, Toby. Jose Mourinho and Romelu Lukaku. We've seen it before. Loves a reunion, doesn't he, Jose? I think Lukaku will do will do well there, providing he can get fit, um, play some regular games. I still think it's a shame that it's not worked out at Chelsea. I, I just like Lukaku as a player, I think, when he's at Do you remember, best. Toby, do you remember the discourse when he signed and he scored two goals at Arsenal, I think it was, and mm. Lukaku's going to fire... What's that? That link with Kai Havertz in the Arsenal game was phenomenal. I, I remember that season in my predictions, I had Havertz to be like the player of the year. But that link, it was, against, it was at Anfield, wasn't it, where... Um, was it Anfield or was it Arsenal? Where they had that link up between the two of them was remarkable. They looked so good. It was at the Emirates, wasn't it? I think Lukaku scored twice on his debut. Um, just looked really strong. We've seen what he can do in the Premier League over the years. And me and Scott were a big advocate for Lukaku a few years ago when he was getting slated towards the end of his Manchester United career. He's got his flaws. Of course he does. And I think he said some ill-advised things. But um, I think Chelsea, moving forward, just looking at their forward options now for between now and January, Nicholas Jackson, I think the jury is still still out on him. Opened his account for the club against Luton, but let's be honest, that's Luton. And then the fact they've that got he's got one. He should get a minus one for that. He should two was the bare minimum, as we said, Scott and Fire was two was the bare minimum for Nicholas Jackson. I think they've got him. They've got Armando Brozier. They've got Mason Burstow, who who's come on in the last couple of games for Chelsea. They're light, but interestingly, Mauricio Pochettino said they didn't really have an interest in getting a number nine. He's he more said... into a fluid forward, isn't he? Who can play? I think he's got a bit of pace to stretch the game. Versatile, can play in multiple positions. That's the profile of player he wants rather than a traditional number nine. Yeah, he did confirm that after the game against Luton. I was in his press conference and he said, he was asked directly if it's, do you want a number nine? 
And he kind of gave the answer of somebody who can play in multiple positions, can play at number 10, can play on the right-hand side, can play through the middle if needed. And uh, it appears that Chelsea will not be signing an out-and-out number nine, according to Bochettino anyway. Obviously, it is Chelsea. You can never rule anything out. But uh, we'll see what Chelsea do in the next few days. I'm sure they'll get someone in. It's likely they'll get someone in, Graham, right? Yeah, so some message out from an agent. Um, yeah, um, Ch- likely Chelsea will get something, someone in, right? <laughs> I, I, they're trying. I, I don't think it's a guarantee from what we're hearing. Um, the Jao Felix link won't go away again. See him possibly returning, you know. Um, Barcelona are doing Jao Cancelo as we talk. That's the one that still isn't quite done and dusted yet, despite some reports that he hasn't been given permission to travel there yet. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if we something on, on Friday, we saw something last minute. Could Jao Felix return to Chelsea? He enjoyed his time there. He's he's very similar to that description you sent. I, I think he... No, he enjoyed. I think he enjoyed his time. No, I'm sure he loved that. <laughs> I enjoy enjoy playing new club. I think London. I'm I'm told he did enjoy his time there. Um, and Chelsea. Were I was really just making it. a joke at Chelsea's expense uh, of finishing twelfth. They were ready to do that deal as well, so it wouldn't surprise me if his name came back up. But he does want that Barcelona move clearly. Um, you know, we've seen the links with um, Rafinha and Torres again. I don't think that's going to happen. Torres is back in the mix now. Rafinha's former agent is in charge of the club now, literally, so he won't be leaving Barcelona. Um, Antifat, and we know Antifat, he doesn't want to leave. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think Chelsea are done yet. I think we'll see a few more links over the coming days. But um, yeah, with, as Toby said, with Armando Brogia coming back, um, it's a strange one. I think they are lacking, they are massively lacking in that area, though. They really are. I think it's a huge mistake. Let's move across London to Tottenham. Uh, Pat Sarr, potential new Spurs deal, which could open the door for Emil Hoiberg to leave. Um, we've talked about Hoiberg already. Will Spurs spend money on Brennan Johnson before the window closes, Graham? They're going to be do some things. I said that we understand the new deal is closed for um, always in discussions with Matisar. Had a wonderful start to the season. I said pretty sure. I don't think there's many better Premier League midfielders at the moment than him on form. He's having a wonderful time of it in the Spurs. Fans. I think I'll be very happy to know that he's in discussion. He's set to be in discussions for a new deal. Brennan Johnson, I think they might um, spend the money. There is talk of players going in the opposite direction. Um, there's players who Forrest like, like Regilon, like Davison Sanchez. Obviously, they're the signing Murillo, they sent a half of Corinthians, so whether they want Sanchez as well. Um, it, it's it's a fascinating one. Um, there, are, there are players at Spurs who who Forrest would like. So, yeah, I, th- I think there's something could happen there. Um, value of 50 million. I think in the current market, that's a... I was going to say that's about right. In the Premier League market for a Premier League base player, it probably is about right. Um, he's had a good start of the season. Are we surprised that Chelsea haven't come in yet? He's one who, again, it wouldn't surprise us, Scott, if Chelsea came in because he, the type of player that you talked about there, what Pochettino wanted, almost encapsulates what Brendan Johnson is, isn't he? So they could yeah. play across the front, as front. So it wouldn't surprise me if they came in a battle. But it's our understanding that Johnson would prefer a move to Tottenham. That's what we understand. And yeah, I think it's got a. A fair chance of happening this one. Um, the player's keen. He's not agitating for a move, but I think he really likes what's happening at Tottenham. I think he'd be a good fit. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a, Spurs are progressing with this one. Do you think that's the right fit for Spurs, Tob? I don't hate it, particularly the way Spurs are playing now. Um, quite disappointing from my personal perspective to see Spurs playing 
so well in the early weeks of the season. I obviously predicted them to come eighth, I think, in the table, thinking it would So did to... Graham, no matter what he says. <laughs> what place? Let's read, let's read that 90 min preview, shall we, chaps? It's not gonna they're not gonna have it all their own way this season, but Graham the early did also, signs also are good. predict Kai Havertz to be player of the year a few years ago, as yes. he's just admitted. He's Sorry, dropped sorry. himself in it there. Um yeah, Spurs playing well. Brennan Johnson, I think, would suit this style of play. And uh, I think it'd be a good option for Spurs to have on the right. Kulisevsky's obviously playing himself into a bit of form in the first couple of weeks of the season, which is encouraging. But I think Spurs do lack a second option on that side. And I think Brennan Johnson would add really good depth for them. Uh, obviously, no European football this season. So if anything, it would really strengthen Spurs' Premier League cause. And you could really see them pushing for a top six maybe top five, top four finish if they carry on with the momentum. And Brennan Johnson, I think, is he too big for Forrest? I don't know. I think his ceiling is certainly higher than what Forrest can maybe offer him moving forward. So it would be a good deal for him. Is it the right time? Maybe could do with another season in the top flight, but you have to take your opportunity, don't you, when it comes around. So I think, as Graham says, the value as well, 50 million is not too out of sync with how the British market is. Probably be half that figure if Johnson was playing abroad, but decent deal for Spurs if they go ahead with it and if they can prize him away. Is Eric Dyer going to leave Spurs before the window closes, Graham? Um, no, doesn't appear so. He has. It's our understanding that Spurs are still trying to sign Torsin Adurabayo, who Monaco like as well. Um, Torsin, yeah, he's, he's in the sights of Spurs and wasn't really an exchange deal, but during these talks, um, Spurs offers Eric Dyer to Fulham. Uh, but unfortunately for Fulham, Eric Dyer's not keen. He doesn't want to move. He's only got a year left, Eric Dyer. He's a clever he's a clever lad. And so he's weighing up his options. So it doesn't look as if he's going to go. He's got a lot of options abroad, Eric Dyer. I think he said before, isn't he, that he wants to play back abroad. He came through with sporting system, didn't he? And he's multi-bilingual. I'm doing a disservice there. He's probably more than that. Um... So I know he's he's staying put until January at least, Scott, and then you look at his options out there. I think he, he won't be short with a few options out there. He's got a very good CV. Obviously, doesn't fit into Spurs system as is, but um, well, Man United looking for a defensive midfielder, and also looking for someone who can play left back as well, Scott. Out there, it takes a lot of boxes. Oh wow, we'll see. Anyway, uh, from let's talk about Everton. I'll come back to you, Graham. Now, Everton. Losing that game to Wolves, which you talked up as being... Did you talk it up the other day as being like a game to watch from the weekend? Not for the good reasons, but obviously I, I did catch the match of the day highlights of it. And obviously Sasa Kalajdzic, who is, uh, was signed last year, got an injury in his first game, right? Yeah. Making the decisive move. Uh, will Everton I... sign a player to get them goals or two? Well, I uh, forgot about Kalajdzic. I must admit, I forgot about Kladic and it's what Toby at the weekend. I forgot he was there and he was like a 20, 30 million pound signing, wasn't he? And came on, scored. And yeah, um, I did predict on the show, I think, that Wolves would win that game because I think Everton will be down by Easter. There's a chance that there won't be because they're, they're, trying, they're trying to get deals done. Beto is coming in from Udinese. Udinese have accepted Everton's proposals. It's a 30, 25 million pound deal, but the payment plan is quite generous to Everton, we believe, which is why he's coming in. 25 year old, he's been linked for a long time. Toby knows all about him, he's been linked to West Ham for a long time. Big target man, looks like he suits Daesh. Is this enough to keep Everton up? Um, 
Not for me, unless he's playing centre-half to replace Tarkowski, who um, was absolutely <laughs> horrendous at the weekend, even worse than I predicted. Um, no, I, I said, I, I think this is the worst standard Premier League we've seen in many a year, guys. I really do. And um, I, said, I think I think the bottom three will be done by Easter. Uh, but no, he, he could score them goals. Uh, but if Everton defend like that... Then, and I don't see, and they're not planning to bring a centre half, and they're not going to do anything. So, uh, yeah, Beto's coming in though, so it is some good news for them. Um, but we do understand the move for Damari Gray is off at the minute. Al Shabab have had a takeover or a new board, and they're not going to approve that deal. Um, but and also Dan Ings of West Ham firm being linked to Everton, which is <laughs> the most, you know, along with Everton, Everton link of the window. So they might try and bring Danny Ings in. Um, it's going to be a scrap from now at the end of the season for Everton, yeah. But Beto will help. I think he's, yeah, he's actually a good player and um, he should suit the way Everton play. Danny Ings leaving West Ham, Toby? Not massively surprised. Uh, came in in the January transfer window, obviously, when West Ham needed to score goals. But even then, he didn't get a regular gig under David Moyes. And I, I don't want to say that was a panic signing, but it was very much a, Christ, we got to do something signing from West Ham. Um, but long-term, he doesn't really fit West Ham's counter-attacking style of play. He hasn't got the, the burst of pace that he once had. Um, so I think it would make sense for Danny Ings to look to move on for regular opportunities. Although, unless Everton are going to change formation and play 4-4-2, he might be in the same situation at Goodison Park where he's been tasked with coming on, off the bench to make an impact. But um, he's not going to play for West Ham, put it that way. Mikel Antonio has got the starting role nailed down in the first few weeks of the season. And even if he ends up leaving to go to Saudi or anywhere else, West Ham clearly don't see the future with Ings at the top. Right. We'll round off the show with a couple of midfield signings. One is Brighton are closing in medical being undertaken or has been undertaken by Carlos Belaber Graham. Yeah, he arrived on Monday on by Eurostar into London. Um, then went to Brighton, had his uh, had his medical. Um, so I was informed by people near to him. Um, so yeah, that one should be announced today. It might even be by the time people listen to this, he will be a Brighton player. Um, he's a Moses Caicedo replacement, twenty five million, one of the best young midfielders in League Earn last season. Um, I think this is a wonderful pickup. I do. We we revealed in March time about Brighton we're looking at him but as were United, Liverpool, a lot of clubs, Newcastle. Um but I think yeah, another great pick up by Brighton. And Mateus Nunes final story of the day. Will Man City get him, Graham, from Wolves before the window closes? Not in the Wolves squad for the EFL Cup. It looks likely talks are ongoing from, from what we understand from the city end, they don't really want to pay sixty million for him. They don't value him that high, which is what Wolves do. But there's a chink of light here for City that Wolves are willing to take players in exchange. Um, it's an interesting option. James McAtee, who is a player that Pep Guardiola likes, might not be a permanent one, but could go on loan to Wolves, possibly. Um, I think they want to keep him, but there's a lot of clubs in for him. And also Tommy Doyle. Both of those players were at Sheffield United together. He's more of a defensive midfielder, but very good. So I think if one or both of those players are involved in the deal, it could, could help smooth it over, is our understanding. So, yeah. 
I think Matus Nunes is likely. Yeah, he, he wants to move it. I think he's not training. He's, he's agitating for this move now, isn't he? And he's got George Mendes working hard on his behalf to get the deal done. So, yeah, I do expect this one to get done. Whether, But I think it may need a player in exchange to do it. Just seen Matthias Nunes will not be involved in Wolves' Carabao Cup game against Blackpool, which I don't think is any surprise given he's uh, not been training with them. So perhaps wouldn't have expected to play tonight. But I think that's another indication that he clearly wants the move and that City are going to push to get this deal done. It's a bit uninspiring for me, I must say. But um, I think I feel that way with most Manchester City deals, to be honest, because their squad is so damn good anyway that I just think they don't need another player. But Nunes, not good news. Not not good news for Calvin Phillips, guys. Could he leave before the window? Closes. City, City would be ha- be happy to go. I'm surprised, and I know he's one who Bayern Munich looked at as well. But Phillips doesn't want to go. Interesting. Maybe Man United should go and ask Man City for Calvin Phillips on loan. He's lead, so he wouldn't. Play, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that move. <laughs> He, you, you'd also need your players to be fit and available, Scott, and I'm not yeah, sure Calvin so Phillips will give you true, that. But <laughs> United like signing injured players, so, you know, might fit the bill. Anyway, that's it for talking transfers for today. Any final words, Toby? No, nothing. Nothing? I was going to ask you, will there be a surprise transfer before the end of the window? But, do, you know, we could have some silence time there. So I think it, it might be just a little bit too difficult. But does Graham have something? Surprise one. Um, and keep nine and two fatty maybe for the Premier League. Okay. Interesting. All right. We'll leave it there. Anyway, if you think that there's going to be a surprise transfer before the window closes, get in touch with us. We are on X or Twitter or whatever you call it at double underscore Scott Saunders at Toby underscore Cudworth and at Graham Bailey. Nightmin.com for all the latest from us. Nightmin.com forward slash talking transfers or all the latest transfer news and Nightmin underscore football on social media. From Scott, Toby and Graham, we'll see you later this week for the final uh, talking transfers of this transfer window. But as Graham said earlier in the show, we'll be back throughout the autumn and throughout the winter as well because despite the fact the transfer window is closing this week, clubs will always be planning ahead, always be looking to set deals up for the transfer window that's coming up. And obviously there's still going to be plenty to talk about. So thanks for listening today, everyone. This has been Talking Transfers from the Nightman Podcast Network, and we'll see you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.